Welcome into Locked On Knicks, Alex Wolf and Gavin Shaw here. And we have one of our favorite recurring guests on today. He is live on site at the NBA Draft Combine, so you're not going to get too much better insight than from this guy, the New York Post, Mark Berman. Gavin, what are we getting into in this episode? Oh, man. Berman drops a lot of nuggets in this one. Uh, we are talking if the Knicks will trade up in the NBA Draft. Could the Knicks trade out of the draft entirely? Would Julius Randle be involved in either or both of those discussions? What free agents are the Knicks going after? Do they have a great chance at Jalen Brunson? Who will be back on the Knicks next year? It's all coming up right now on Locked on Knicks. You are Locked on Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes right now. All right, welcome in to Locked On Knicks. We'd like to thank today's sponsor of Locked On Knicks, Sakara Nutrition. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish. Go to sakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter code locked on 20 for 20% off at checkout. And we want to thank you guys for making Locked On Knicks your first listen today and every day. And of course, you got to make this one your first listen. Whenever Berman's on, you know some big time knowledge is about to get dropped, including some stuff that probably hasn't even hit the print presses yet. Uh, and whether you're checking us out on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube, we appreciate you guys making us a part of your daily routine. I'm Alex Wolf. I'm editor in chief of Nick's site, The Strickland, which you can find at the Strick. Land and he is Gavin Shaw, your favorite play-by-play broadcaster's favorite play-by-play broadcaster, hustling like no other, doing like 20 games in 10 days coming up here soon. So definitely be sure to check Gavin out on the airwaves. And I'm not going to hold this up any further because this is an awesome conversation with Mark Berman, as it always is. So let's get right into it. Mark Berman of the New York Post. All right, as promised, we're welcoming in Mark Berman of the New York Post. You probably know him as at NYPost underscore Berman on Twitter. You might know him for his weekly Knicks newsletter for the Post, where he just wrote about the 25th anniversary of the Knicks Heat Brawl. You might know him for his breaking news today about the about Tim Hardaway actually being a part of the Knicks scouting staff, who was part of that brawl, and once said that he really, really hated the Knicks. Or you might know him for all the fantastic articles he's been dropping over the last day and change at the Combine, including on two of our favorites that we're going to talk about in a second, Ben Matherin and Dyson Daniels. But, Mark, how are you doing? How's the Combine treating you? How's uh, how's everything been? You've, you've been a busy guy the last couple of days with the, the lottery and the Combine here. Yeah, uh, Alex and Gavin, thanks for having me on, first of all. Yeah, Chicago is one of my favorite cities, uh, the Windy City. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people from New York, for some reason, don't visit Chicago on vacation because maybe they think it's too too close to New York, but uh, they should come down to, to Chicago. It's got to be, it, the city is right on the lake, and it's a beautiful Lake Michigan, and uh, just so much to do here with the food and the blues music and uh, restaurant dish. So it's it's always fun to cover the Combine. It's been in Chicago for most of my uh, 
I've been covering the next this I just finished my 23rd season actually and uh, most of the time the combine is in Chicago and I think a lot of the executives love it and the players love it too and and the NBA did a good job in transferring the lottery from Secaucus New Jersey then it went to Broadway and then it came to Chicago and they've combined it with the combine the lottery and the combine back to back I got to ask quick before we get into the real questions. What are you, what's your opinion on deep dish pizza? Is it better than New York pizza? I mean, listen, there's nothing nothing I love more than a delicious Manhattan cheesy thin sliced pizza. But once a month or once every two months a deep dish is fabulous and Newsday reporter Steve Popper and I and your own uh from the Fox Sports we all went out to a deep dish place uh, last night and great time, great pizza. And I'm still full. A very nuanced pizza take from, from Mark Berman. Uh, (laughs) So, so Mark, we, uh, to get into the Knicks aspect of things, obviously the lotto happens the other day, the Knicks stick at pick 11, which was going to happen. We were pretty, we were pretty apathetic about it here. (laughs) Just being like, well, that's expected. Um, but there, there's been some rumblings. I think Ian Begley said this like pretty much right away in his video he made right after the lottery and stuff like that, that the Knicks could maybe trade the 11th pick. Uh, so w- what do you think, if you were a betting man, do the Knicks make this selection? Do they look to trade it? Like, Do they see themselves as a team with pressure to win next year, or are they sort of leaning into the youth? Like, What do you think the overall vibe is with the Knicks right now with a, a, a pick that's sort of it's not a franchise changer, but it's certainly one where they could add a, you know, potentially a project or, you know, an instant contributor, uh, you know, with the, with this 11th spot. Yeah, I mean, I wrote that night that the Indiana Pacers could be a definite trade target. The Pacers still what they really want to do are the going full rebuild. They got two targets that the Knicks like and Meyer, and they talked to the Pacers Turner before the deadline, and then the point guard Malcolm Brogdon, who makes a ton of money, and now they have Tyrese Halliburton. And so, Pacers have the sixth pick. If they're just breaking it down, I mean, they could just add the eleventh, and the Knicks could make some deal for Brogdon or Turner or both, and in, in a big package. So, yeah, I mean, the Knicks are open to anything. Tom Thibodeau uh, probably wants to deal the pick if he could get immediate help. Uh, but 11 isn't bad. Uh, it's it's not in this draft. It's a deep draft. I don't think the top five are all, all that spectacular. So I think uh, when you're 11, you know, you might as well be six. Uh, it, it, you know, there's a lot of comparable players. So I think the Knicks are, are happy to make that pick, and they've been interviewing guys the last two days here in Chicago that are in their range. And there's some interesting guys like uh, Daniels and – Matherin and uh, Johnny Davis. I mean, th- there's some good players, but you know, Thibodeau, he wants veterans. <clears throat> He's not a big fan of all rookies. So this would maybe be antithetical to a win now move, but uh, you mentioned the Pacers, Portland, a team it was reported today that potentially would like to move back. Uh, I can't help but think two potentially good landing spots for Julius Randle, a place to play with Damian Lillard or in Indiana, a stretch five that the Knicks um, theoretically would have liked to have put around Randle at some point. Do you think the Knicks are, are open to moving Randle in a trade up in the draft? And do you think they're open to trading him in general? 
they're open to trading anybody. It depends what they could get back. I mean, if they're getting back the fourth pick and it's Randall and, you know, a big contract from Portland that makes the salaries work, uh, possibly. I, I think there's thought now in the organization that Obi Toppin could be their starting power forward of the future. And, you know, the organization was confused uh, why Julius Randle was so, quote, uncomfortable this season. And I'm using a quote from Leon Rose in his lone interview, <clears throat> excuse me, since uh, September when he talked to MSG Network. He still has not spoken to the media, uh, did not talk after the lottery drawing. Neither did Wesley. We're told by the department they will not talk here at the Combine, keeping up with their policy that they will only do media if it's NBA mandated. That's James Dolan's rule, and it's bad for the fans. Yeah, well, so uh, to to touch on Randall again, I, do you think that do you think that things are kind of broken beyond repair there? Do you see a world where he ends up back with the Knicks next year? Like, is it maybe just because of a, a lack of options, a lack of suitors that he ends up back with the Knicks? Or do you think, you know, is your general impression that there's there's still some optimism they can make it work, or or does it seem like the ship has kind of sailed at this point going into the off season? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's sailed, and especially because. He's a CAA guy, Kentucky guy. He's got a lot of allies. You know, Leon Rose, you know, his current agents, like Leon Rose is like best friends with Aaron Mintz. Uh, so, you know, listen, if Julius wants out and there's no indication that he definitely has to uh, ask for a trade, he acted like he didn't want to be here. But if he has very quietly asked for a trade behind the scenes, he'll be gone. But if, Julius is open to staying, and I was surprised to see him join some Knicks brass at the Dallas-Utah game. Naturally, he's from Dallas, but he didn't have to show up uh, to a basketball game. Uh, so that made me feel a little better about his future. You know, the, the Knicks brass was there in the front row, so Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson can see them. Uh, I mean, that's not tampering, but it was odd. So, uh, yeah, the fact that Julius showed up was definitely interesting to me. He went to Italy for a vacation. Maybe he just needs to time to unwind. Things snowballed. It started early in the season when he got off to a bad start and he heard some groans and boos and social media was quite frankly unfair to him that early on in the season. So I think it's repairable, but I think since Obi Toppin stepped up uh, down the stretch, I think the Knicks realize uh, Obi Randall uh, tandem could be super superfluous, if that's the right word. Look no, it I up. Think, I think it is. I think it is, and I, I I would argue that Julius Randall is not only superfluous but maybe counterproductive at this point. All right, guys, we'll be back with Mark Berman of the New York Post, aka the bus driver, to uh, share more rumors uh, on what the Knicks might do at the NBA draft, which prospects they're most interested in, and other stuff coming out of the NBA Combine. But first, I got to tell you how to stop getting scammed. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scheme out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. 
On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. You can use that money towards some other great locked on products. These companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill's over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B, who says, in a matter of seconds, I save $660 a year on my direct TV bill, $120 on my SiriusXM bill, and $840 a year on my car insurance. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. One thing you don't want to cancel, though, don't cancel that Built Bar order because Built Bar's are the best protein bar out there. And I tell you what, I love brownies, but you know what I love more? I love brownie batter. It's it's a guilty pleasure. Sometimes I wind up eating about half the batter before I even pour the brownies in the pan. It kind of leads to some really thin batches of brownies, but you know, it's okay. I kind of like them chewy anyway. But imagine if you could lick the brownie spatula clean and get some protein while you're doing it. That's where you get lucky here because Built has now just introduced brownie batter puffs. You heard me right. The puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they are available right now at Built.com. I don't know if you guys have tried Built Puffs yet. I, I certainly hope so. If you if you value my opinion, you must have tried them by now because I talk about them like every day. I don't know what you guys are waiting for if you haven't already because puffs are chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bars. That's right. Delicious flavored marshmallows covered in 100% real chocolate. And they have just 140 calories compared to a whopping 17 grams of protein and only 7 grams of sugar in these brownie batter puffs. So they're the perfect pick-me-up for any day without filling you with all the bad stuff. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So go to Built.com to get brownie batter puffs now. Again, go to Built.com and make sure to use promo code LOCKED15 and you can get 15% off your brownie batter puffs. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And now we return to talk more with Mark Berman. Circling back to the idea that the Knicks might keep this pick uh, Mark, you've been covering the combine all week. You're just telling us you've been interviewing everyone. I, I was just checking out the fantastic piece you put out on Dyson Daniels, one of Alex's favorites, one of my favorites. W- what's your gauge for where the Knicks are at if they stay at number 11? Who are the top couple of people on their board right now? Yeah, so uh, we spoke to Dyson today at the availability, uh, and he met with the Knicks uh, yesterday. So he met with them Wednesday. And I don't think my story is posted as we but. Uh, he said uh, the Knicks are a definite possibility. I mean, he got a he, he got a strong read that they were interested in him a lot. So I uh, had a nice interview, uh, talked a lot about his defense, uh, more about his defense than his point guard abilities, but he talked about the fact that, yeah, he improved as the season went along. He was happy his coach, Hart, of the G League Ignite, Ignite wanted him with the ball. You know, early in the season, it was – you know, not so comfortable, but he said he got better and better and better. Uh, still not a great three-point shooter, uh, but he does a lot of things at six foot eight as a point guard, a guy who could guard three, four positions. I mean, we're talking, and, and he talked so much about how, you know, the NBA is actually turning into a defensive league where you got Boston, Miami, and the Eastern Conference Finals with versatile players who switch so much. 
and he's one of those defensive players who could switch on three, four different players. And that's how Boston defended Milwaukee and beat Milwaukee. So he's excited about his NBA uh, prospects. He thinks he could real impact player, uh, not just as a ball handler and lead guard, but uh, especially on the defensive end. Yeah, this is just like uh, just your own personal impressions. But having did you did you get to see him at all in any of the scrimmages or anything like that? I mean, again, the top fifteen guys, or maybe the top, maybe even more. But yeah, I, they they all said like when we asked him why you don't scrimmage, mm-hmm. you know, they said what well, you know why risk getting hurt? Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Or even playing poorly and hurting. You know, they feel they have a good mock draft status right now. I think the guys more in the mid to late first round and second round, they want to improve themselves in the uh, draft order. So, uh, yeah, so I think, you know, he, he did the drills on the side and, you know, we're in the seats. It's tough to, everyone's going at once. It's tough to figure out even some of the names of the shuttle lane drill that he, I wrote in my story that he did very well. And it's a kind of a speed drill, uh, but, you know, I'm talking to some scouts. We're seeing some of the pylon drill, pylon drills. And some of the scouts are shaking their head and, and say, I don't even you – know, I'm looking at this, and I don't even know how that factors into being an NBA player. Like, just because he did the, the pylon well, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it doesn't tell me anything. Uh, you know, he's – and these scouts are saying the NFL combine is different. It's like almost every drill matters, especially the mm-hmm. speed drill. But, yeah, we saw him do uh, some of those drills on the side. But, you know, I, it's tough to make head or tails out of it. I guess the the pylon one, it shows you how well he'll do against a bad defender in the NBA, right? right. <laughs> how well you can get by a stationary a stationary object. Yeah. Um, how, do, how do you feel uh, about Benedict Matherin as well? He's a guy that you, you brought up that you talked to. Uh, did you get any impressions out of him about – you know, he, you said that he had talked to the Knicks as well as Johnny Davis, which obviously those are two names that we're super into as well. I mean, this all this all bodes very well for all the agendas that we've wanted for, for this pick yeah. for the Knicks. Uh, so uh, what kind of impressions did you get from Matherin about, um, you know, how things went with the Knicks and, and whether, you know, they're looking at him pretty seriously with that pick as well? And if he'll even be in their range, quite frankly. Yeah, you know, I will say that a lot of the mocks have him before 11, but mm-hmm. – uh, and especially after the NCAA tournament, he had a pretty good tournament, had a 30-point game with a, that uh, uh, poster dunk. But, yeah, mm-hmm. he was very interesting personality. Uh, he's from Montreal, Canadian. He knows Barrett. I wrote uh, that, you know, Barrett and uh, Matherin uh, worked out in Florida together, and he got to know him a little bit. They spoke French uh, with each other. So he would be a good fit in the locker room and be an ally with RJ. Uh He's such an athletic player. He's more athletic than RJ. He's a better shooter than RJ. Um, so he's very intriguing. And that's why I wonder if he'll be there at 11. Uh, he said that, you know, playing at Arizona in Tucson, is, it's a wild atmosphere in the arena. And he thinks the garden would be more fun. Uh, sounded really excited about that. Very proud to be a Canadian. And, uh yeah, if he falls to 11, I think the Knicks aren't trading. So, uh, yeah, th- that would be a nice catch if they could get him. I think he's going to be a really good pro, and he's very uh, personable and mature. And, uh, you know, it, it, I enjoyed talking to him today. 
Mark, just just being at the combine this week and being at the lottery, have you picked up any other rumors about the Knicks or, or just the NBA as a whole? I mean, just, it, it's such a like gathering of the entire league. I, I assume some stuff inevitably kind of leaks out. Yeah, so I mean, this is really where the all the GMs are together. They had a GM meeting just to talk policy a couple of days, but they're all together in the gym and chatting about the possibilities of draft night. Now they have their order together, so they know where everyone is going to draft. And this is where it really starts, where, you know, you start talking about, well, you know, if we're at 11 and and there's no one available that we like and we're at 18, we'll be willing to do this or that and add this. I mean, this is where it really starts. Uh, I know the Lakers are trying to get into the draft. Um, I don't know what they would give the Knicks. But, uh, yeah, so... I, Listen, Leon Rose needs to make something big happen. Whether it's draft night or free agency, he needs to make something big happen. So I think he's going to try to hit a home run. Again, if there is a player he absolutely loves, he, he'll make the pick at 11. But, you know, he could definitely trade it for in a big package. Uh, the, the Knicks stood pat at the deadline, decided let's be patient. Let's wait for the offseason to do our thing. So who and everyone could be on the move, you know, including Julius uh, on draft night. All right, we'll be right back to finish up with Mark Berman of the New York Post, including some interesting Mitchell Robinson tidbits that you're not going to want to miss. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Sakara. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. And I tell you what, Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Sakara gives you the tools you need to transform your life with their, their organic, ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. Their nu- nutritionally designed, chef-created breakfast, lunches, and dinners are made with powerful, plant-rich ingredients, helping you boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door, ready to eat. So right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash lockedon20 or enter lockedon20 at checkout. So be sure to go check it out for yourself. See if maybe you could try some plant-based cheese that tastes amazing. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash locked on 20. You know, uh, maybe going the other direction, do you see a world where, uh, and I mean, this could be pure speculation on your part if, if there's not anything that you've like really heard about it, but do you think there's a world where the Knicks potentially look to move up in the draft? Like, say, if, uh, let's say that because of the rise of Shaden Sharp and let's say, like, maybe Keegan Murray catches somebody's eye, maybe, you know, Jaden Ivey makes like pick six or something like that, who seems on paper like a perfect fit for the Knicks. You know, do you think that there's a world where they could potentially try to move up to a pick like that and maybe even dangle like the Dallas pick or, or one of their other young players or something like that to try to make that sort of move? Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't know that until Jeff night if someone falls to mm-hmm. five or six that they love. Like if, mm-hmm. as you said, Shaden Sharp is still there at seven for some reason. But after his workout here in Chicago, he had, you know, like his pro day here. And, you know, the scouts are saying, oh, yeah, he's top five. Now. Uh, so, uh, but, yeah, if someone they love does fall, of course, you know, they would move up. But 
I feel that's I feel they would trade the pick away more so than moving up. I'll, I'll be honest. I feel that they would get a real a Brogdon at point guard to start the season and give up 11. I think that would be a more likelier scenario than trying to move up to get Holmgren. I mean, like, I just, this isn't a, a great draft at the very top. And so moving up, again, is like a good, you know, speaking to the lottery, I mean, there was some disappointment, but some people said, oh, they're good at 11. I mean, it, it's that type of draft. Um, I, I guess moving on to some free agency stuff, I'll, I'll just throw four names out there um, since we already covered Randall. Uh, Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, Evan Fournier, and Mitchell Robinson. How many of those guys do you think are on the Knicks opening day next season? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great question. Uh, Mitchell Robinson as a restrict unrestricted free agent. A big development with Detroit that could factor into Mitchell's situation is that the Pistons dropped to number five and they're no longer going to be able to draft uh, Holmgren. So they're going to have interest in Mitchell Robinson. So whether the Knicks even offer him the max they can offer him, like maybe $54 million, uh, right before free agency, maybe Mitchell thinks he'll have something from Detroit that's better. So my, 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 my bet is that Mitchell – Wants a change of scenery also. I don't think the Knicks, because of the way he plays the center position, although it's great in, an, in a defensive way uh, with the shot blocking, I, I think he's too limited offensively for this year's, for this new NBA. So I don't know if they want to spend that much money on a center when maybe Jericho Sims and Noel uh, can do the job. Now, I think that Noel is safe if Mitchell goes. Uh, but if the Knicks need to clear cap space for a free agent, then Noel is an expiring contract. Uh, so I think that he could be gone. So listen, I think there's going to be a lot of movement uh, and Mitchell could be the first domino to fall. Well, that would be a shame from a, a post-game availability standpoint in addition <laughs> to everything he brings on the court. The man who christened you the bus driver. I'm sure that would be a, a yeah. big loss for you, Mark. Um, I'm real quick, him. Yeah, I, I would too. Uh, real quick, one big name before we, we send you off here that's been coming up in connection to the Knicks a lot is Jalen Brunson. Uh, has been having himself a really great postseason. Uh, we all know that the connections that he has to the Knicks with uh, Leon Rose more or less being like his godfather. Um, you know, for all the all the funny comparisons Knicks fans make about Leon Rose being the godfather, like, you know, it's, it's, he's more or less like that to Jalen Brunson because of the relationship with his dad, Rick Brunson. Uh, what are you hearing about that whole situation? Do you think that it's an inevitability in any sort of way? Do you think that it's maybe being overblown a little bit and that Brunson is going to stick with this team that's in the Western Conference Finals right now rather than coming to the Knicks? Like, what what's your read on that situation? Well, you didn't even mention that uh, Leon's son is his agent, uh, uh, secondary that? agent, but still he talks to Jalen more than Aaron Mintz, uh, the primary agent. Uh, listen, Jalen uh, has found a, a great spot in Dallas. I think this playoff run should solidify his future there. Uh, I was told a couple of weeks ago Cuban wants to re-sign him. Um, Jalen would love to play in New York, 
but he also wants to get paid, and Dallas might be able to pay him more than the Knicks. And I think because they're winning and there seems to be a nice chemistry with Donkic and a, and a good flow with Dinwiddie coming off the bench, uh, maybe this is where Jalen wants to be. So I think the Knicks could now be a long shot. Listen, if they get swept, you know, maybe there's a bitter taste and maybe something changes. But if I was a betting man right now, I say that he resigns with Dallas as long as they pay him a fair amount. That's all they want. Jalen's been underpaid, a second-round pick, a little more than the minimum wage, uh, like Mitchell Robinson. And uh, he just wants to be paid his market value. And if he gets that from Dallas, I think he'd just stay. All right, Mark, last thing on my end. This is asking for a little bit of speculation from you. But if you had to bet a year from now, do you think Tom Thibodeau is still the coach of the New York Knicks? I'd say no. Um, <laughs> we were joking about if he makes it till December 1st. Uh, yeah, listen, I wrote it. I'm not going to embellish it more, but I said at least two executives at the All-Star break wanted him fired. Okay, I've written it. Maybe there were more than two. I said at least two. So I think if they get off to a bad start, uh, and December comes around, and Johnny Bryan is still on the staff. We may see a change. I'm always thinking that Jay Wright is going to be an NBA coach someday. He's talked about it. If you look at his quotes in the past, he said he'd love to coach in the NBA, but I just don't want to leave Villanova. Well, guess what? He left Villanova. The NIL and the transfer portal, it's, it's the pros anyway. Coaching college at that level is coaching professional basketball as well do it in the NBA. So I think that maybe Jay Wright could be a candidate. I don't think if the Knicks get off to a, a bad start that Thibodeau is going to survive to the All-Star break. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll, we'll maybe set the over-under on, uh, what was it, 22 games for Fizdale? Maybe we'll uh, we'll set the over-under there, 22 games, see if Tibbs can make that it. Sounds, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah, if they get off to a good start, you know. Yeah. So everything changes. But then it's all earns- about winning earns a little bit more goodwill. Well, Mark, thanks so much for for popping on with us, man. We really appreciate you taking some time out while you're so busy with everything at the Combine. Uh, you did mention before we got recording that you've got some stories in the pipeline and stuff, so I'll just lend you the, the floor for a second just to promote anything that you've got coming out that you want people to take a look at. Yeah, I mean, we spoke to uh, you know a lot of guys today, so in the next few days, we'll be rolling them out. You know, Matherin and uh, Dyson and Johnny Davis and uh, the kid from Ohio State. Yeah, there's some stories. And, you know, I'm still here another couple of days. So uh, there's more stuff to gather. But uh, the combine is a great uh, opportunity. You know, you you see a lot of scouts and GMs. And uh, unfortunately, as we mentioned before, the Knicks uh, brass has not talked on the record yet, or do they plan to. But uh, it's a great event. And... You know, the Knicks are here in mass. And, you know, some scouts are actually in watching Rokas Jokobitis did a story on him uh, saying that he's probably going to stick in Barcelona one more season when the roster will have more openings. Well, thanks so much for popping on, Mark. Really appreciate it. You definitely just named four prospects that are among our favorites that we talk about all the time. So we're super excited to read all those stories. I'm sure everybody listening is too. 
Uh, but thanks so much for popping on and, and really appreciate you making some time for us, man. All right. Thanks, Alan Gavin. You guys do a great job and uh, I enjoyed it. Thanks. Have a good one, Mark. All right. You too.